people need an income that's guaranteed to them. If you lose money to taxes, you're never getting that money back. You need to get serious about adding some lower risk. Greed. I don't like greed. The thing to be afraid of, honestly, is the thing that we're not thinking of, the black swan event. There's a tsunami coming. Bye, bye, bye. Welcome to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers. Just coffee talk. There's a lot of noise, a lot of chatter. Who do you listen to? Who do you not listen to? You have to stay focused. A fun and informative look at the issues of wealth, retirement, and protecting your life savings. These advisors out there that were trained to sell, 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 and have all these fees, fee, fees, they don't want to talk, talk, talk about this product because <laughs> so they make less, less, less money. <laughs> and now, Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers. Hello again and welcome to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. My name is Randy Cook and each week we are here to talk through some of the financial headlines, some of your concerns about your money and retirement and your 401ks and your pensions and all that goes along with that. But we also have a little fun here on the show because this is Easter weekend. Sharice, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, Easter is a fun weekend. I'm, I'm, I expect nobody to be listening to the show this weekend because you're you're at church <laughs> celebrating the resurrection of Jesus and then you're out doing Easter egg hunts as well and you're eating and you could be at the beach enjoying the sun. So Easter is a fun weekend for all. It and, is. Um, Unless you go to Target and you have to buy a whole bunch of stuff for your grandchildren and put the Easter baskets together. I think, I think the bill was $150 this year. Randy, I'm going to tell you something. I don't care what inflation is doing to the cost. It's always at least $150. Can you get uh, out of Target for less than $150? I can't. Oh, it's no. ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you this much. I save the Easter baskets every year and all of the Easter eggs. Nice. So I reuse it and I buy a couple more mm -hmm. and then I end up donating after so many years and doing it over again because we do something really fun in our household and I think I have one more year I can get away with it with my son but we'll plant jelly beans yeah. and then in the morning when he wakes up there's lollipops everywhere so I have a lot of fun with Easter and then we go to church and all that stuff so Easter is just a, a fun thing even my kiddos are like mom are we doing Easter like nor like we normally do Easter this year? I was like, Easter will never change in my household. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they look forward to Easter. They don't say that about Christmas or anything else, but we just have a lot of fun with well, it. Well, I hope I did. I think I did a good thing because we're at, so we're at Target and, and trying to figure out what we're going to do with Easter baskets and we're getting all this stuff. And I look and we're going through the toy section there and they have a little teeny miniature cart, you know, like the Target uh, grocery carts, mm -hmm. a little thing for kids, right? So my youngest, Lucy, is a year and a half old, so she's just starting to push a stroller around. So I thought, well, I'll get this grocery cart for her, and we'll make that her Easter basket. So we'll just oh. fill that whole grocery cart full of stuff, right? So we're checking out, which a long line at Target to check out, and everybody's looking at that going, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? I said, well, got it back there, but we got the last one. And they're all going to their phones trying to figure out where they can get one, because I think I hit on a a good idea. So I hope <laughs> I hope Lucy likes it. And I hope we're we're in good shape for this year. Yeah. So whenever you can take the kids to the store and they get their own little basket they can push around, yeah. that is just so much fun. And you can, it's a really great learning tool for kiddos. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, some of the areas that we live here in Central Florida, we don't have that. Yeah. You have to go up north to get that. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's going to be fun for you, too. I hope so. I hope <laughs> so. Well, it's a neat time of year, and, uh, you know, there's spring breaks happening all across the country, so yes. Florida's getting a lot of people right now. But yes. uh, what we're talking about is your finances, your retirement, your money, your 401ks. And, Sharice, there's an awful lot out there right now that is telling us that we are headed for some trouble this summer. Uh, there's people that are talking about recession. There are people that are talking about a market pullback. And uh, we just had this business with the banks, and we had a couple of banks fail. And so we kind of went, okay, is this going to be like 2008, and there's going to be a whole bunch of banks failing? But it was only those two and then maybe one other one that got kind of bought out. But I was wondering if we were going to continue on with this. This is interesting. This is Al Lord, and he is talking on Fox Business. 
He says that we're not done with this yet. We have $270 billion of commercial real estate loans that are maturing this year. When you look at who made those loans, well, 80% of commercial real estate loans are made by the small and regional banks. And then of those regional banks, it's about 38% of their whole portfolio is real estate loans. So it's going to be a problem. So I was looking at $270 billion worth of loans that are coming due and having to be restructured. So it's kind of like you got a 1% loan and now they're looking at you and going saying, uh, you got to pay 5% now. And Sharice, <laughs> well, yeah. that's not good. No. <laughs> so yeah. let's talk about recessions a little bit. What can you tell me about that? How long do these usually last? Obviously, there's different severities of recessions. Well, if you go back to 1920s, that one lasted 26 years. Right, right? that's a big one. But, I mean, if you go back to 2000, that was... 33 months in a decline in the stock market, but the recession lasted longer. And then uh, you go back to 2007, 8, 9, that was an 18-month decline in the stock market, but the recession lasted a little longer also. So recessions, they're changing. They're mm -hmm. evolving. And we could go through a recession where the stock market doesn't drop all the way down to 50%, okay. but we're very sideways for five years or four years. So and it's an open-ended thing, honestly, and it just depends how fast the government gets back into uh, stimulating the market. Mm -hmm. And anytime you stimulate the market, you're printing money. So it's an unfortunate thing, but that's how we figured it out. And uh, eventually it'll catch up to us. But until then, recessions are a worry. Everybody who has come into our office, who's been coming to our classes, listening to our radio show, they said, Sharice, I feel like we're in a recession. How, how can we not be in it? You know, when is this crash coming mm -hmm. and crashes come at different times and they happen different ways and they recover either in a V shape, L shape, U shape kind of version. And so we cannot predict that. All I know is that these banks are having some problems. The real estate commercial banks, I think, come next year, we're going to see some really big issues. Some of these regional banks are probably going to go under or the government's going to have to bail them out. And when we bail them out, what does that mean? More printing of money. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we got our printing machine already set up and ready. So we're just waiting at this point. <laughs> I to chuckle about it, but it's a, it's a, this is where we are. So if this is where we are in the state and the economy at this point, where are you in your retirement plan? How is this going to affect you? The banks probably didn't affect you a whole lot, right? Because they've kind of figured that out. But now if we have commercial real estate take place and then what's next on the horizon, what's the next thing that could be affected with raising of interest rates? And Oh, my gosh, there's so much, Cherise. <clears throat> I mean, you got the debt ceiling going on. And, and this mm -hmm. week, I, I another big number there, $794 billion in corporate bonds that will roll over this year. So, again, you're paying 1%. Now, all of a sudden, you got to pay 5%. If you had a trouble making your payment at 1%, how are you going to make it at 5%? And so that means some of that could go up belly up as well. And they won't be able to do it. Randy. Right. Right. Like, I mean, this is why we kept interest rates so low in the United States for all these years, because we have our own debt. We have to pay back sure. right to China and yeah. other places. And if we raise interest rates too high, that means we have to pay more dollars back that mm -hmm. we can't afford to do. And then we're printing money again. So it's this vicious cycle that we just happen to be in. And um, I don't know if there's any way out of it. And the people who are going to hurt in the long run are the people saving money, the people retiring that have retirement accounts that don't have a tax plan. So we want to help people figure out if we're going into this recession, we're in this recession and the market goes down and, and or it's sideways till after the election. How does that affect you and your household? Does it change your income? Does it change you booking trips? Because people are starting to cut back, Randy. I'm mm -hmm. noticing people are doing a little bit less. They're not buying those big fancy cars and yep. they're waiting it out to see what happens. And uh, that's not a fun retirement to wait it out and see what happens. That just means those people who are doing that, which we're seeing nationally, they don't have a plan in place. They don't actually know where their money is going to come from. So they're becoming very emotional with their money and they're not making the smartest decisions because they don't know what they don't know. They don't know what the future of the economy is and how, how long this is going to take. So therefore we cut back and in retirement, you don't trade the stress of work for the stress of retirement. You should be in retirement. You should know where those dollars are coming from. You shouldn't care what the stock market is doing over the next five to 10 years because that plan is in place. And for our clients, that is what we do. 
we don't have a whole lot of worry here in our office. Anytime money is in the market, there's always going to be some worry. But they know that the income plan isn't changing because we've protected their go-go years, right? And so do you have a plan like that? Have you seen it in writing? And does it go up with inflation every year? You want a sustainable income increase every year as inflation's going up. You want to make sure those paychecks are coming in from a variety of sources, just not one. And you want to, and you need to see it. You don't want to. You need to see it. And if you cannot see it, then how are you going to know how much money you can spend? So. It's so important to have a retirement where you're not having one eye on Fox business and another eye on cruise prices. And you're saying, what should I do here? And that is not the retirement you want. I love when Cherise says, don't trade the stress of work for stress in retirement. Let's not have that. Give us a call at Zinnia Wealth and let's see if we can build a retirement for you that you don't have to have one eye on the news, that you know what your income is coming in. No matter what that stock market is doing, if it's up, fine. If it's down, fine. You're going to be okay. That's the whole idea here. Give us a call, go to our website, and let's talk through that and see what Sharice has to offer. Let's build a plan like that for you. 833-368-3680. 833-368-3680 is our number. Or find us online at ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A Wealth.com. Click on that big blue button that says complimentary retirement review. We'll ask you to put in a little information there and our team will reach out to you. Let's get a date on a calendar, sit at the table and talk through it. One of the uh, headlines that came out this week, Sharice, is about Social Security, and this is another big concern. I remember when we went through COVID, they, uh, there's so many people who are taking Social Security or baby boomers getting there uh, passed away, and they moved that date where Social Security says we're going to cut bad benefits up to 2036. Well, then not long after that, we had all this inflation and now they gave all these big raises to keep up with inflation, and they moved it back down to 2034. CNN came out with a story this week, says now it's 2032, and they believe that the benefit will be cut back by 20% unless Congress intervenes. So, Sharice, if you're building a retirement plan and somebody says, okay, we're figuring out my income every five years, so here's what I need in 2030 but by 2035, they might cut my Social Security. What are we going to do about that? you got to kind of be that person who fills in the gap, don't you? So if you're somebody who's about to collect Social Security and Social Security says, hey, in 2036, they're going to reduce your benefits 25 percent. And then in 2034, they're going to reduce your benefits. And now they're saying in 2034. 32, they're going to reduce benefits in the future 20%. This is a scary time. Who are you reaching out to? Who are you talking to to actually get the real answers? And how is that going to affect you? And are you building that in your plan in case that happens? And that's what we do here at Zinnia Wealth. We are showing clients, hey, if they lower your benefit in 2032, 20%, do we have enough saved that we can pull the difference to cover the gap? And those are the questions you should be asking yourself. And here's the deal. It is scary, scary, scary right now. Even thinking about that because most people who are retired, the last thing you want to hear is that their benefit, Randy, is going to be cut in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, they're thinking, well, if that happens, some of you out there might be saying, well, I might have to go back to work and who's going to hire me at 65 or 70 years old? And do I want to? Am I able? And those are the things you have to look out for. So, that's why when you retire, we want to make sure you retire not too premature or whatnot. We want to make sure you retire just right in case those things do happen and they unveil themselves. And so Social Security optimization is really, really important. And there's some really cool strategies that we can still use for some of our clients. And what we find out is that some of our clients and, and new people who are coming in, I'll say, you know, you can add another three or $500 to your Social Security by doing this. They're like, what? I've never heard about that. I thought all these things were gone. And they're really not. But I will tell you this much. Social Security used to start at age 65, right? And they've slowly pushed it out over the years, Randy. Now full retirement age, depending on your date of birth, is at 67. That's that's the latest age. Now they're talking about moving that out to 68 and 69 and having this plan to age 70 for full retirement, right? And what that means, if, if for myself, you know, being in my mid-40s, if I can't collect full retirement to age 70, then right now for most people, the latest that you are allowed to wait to collect Social Security is 70. That's going to be pushed out for me for probably 73 or 74 to earn wow. those delayed retirement credits. And then early retirement is at 62 right now. 
this conversation, they're going to move it out to 63, 64, et cetera. So a lot of things have to take place to protect what is built into the system right now for the baby boomers. And if anything, let's protect those baby boomers so that they don't have to take a pay cut in the future. You know, Gen Xers and us younger people, we might have to look at it completely differently if we're even lucky for it to even be here. But right now, we have to think about the baby boomers and making sure that they're protected. And you baby boomers out there, you need to come see us. Like, literally, like, this is so crucial. This is so important. This is part of the retirement plan, planning for Social Security. Because have you have you sat there and talked to your spouse and said, hey, if we both lose 20% on our Social Security in the future, what they'll actually do to your retirement plan? Does that derail you? Does that mean when you have to go back to work? I think those conversations have to come out and be on the table. We talk to our clients about it all the time. Hey, if one of you pass, we lose this much income. How does that work in the future? And we start creating this plan and, and you know, putting things in and taking things out and saying, hey, maybe for your go-go years, we can't take an extra $30,000 a year for travel, but maybe we can take 20, you know, find this happy medium and then put that plan in place because social security, um, we're going to continuously hear about problems in the social security system. And it's not our fault. We did everything we were supposed to do. We've all worked. We paid into FICA. It's somebody else's fault and somebody's sticky little fingers that got involved, unfortunately. And the social security trust fund is upside down. Yeah. Well, and there's so many people retiring. So let's protect your social security as best as we can. And if we can't, how do we, you know, bob and weave around it? And that's the conversation we want to have. Every time they raise taxes, every time they say they're going to cut back social security, every time inflation goes up and our buying power goes down, this puts more pressure on the money that we've saved. You know, they used to call it the three-legged stool. You had a pension, you had social security, and then you had your savings. Well, two of those legs right now are kind of wobbly. They're really very wobbly. And and what we want to do is not put so much pressure on your savings that that savings runs out. So to have a plan for it and do the math on it, as Cherie says, is so vitally important. Let's have that meeting where we do the math on your retirement. Give Sharice a call. This is certainly an absolutely free meeting. We'll develop that plan for you, and you take a look at it and see what you think. Let's bring your concerns to the table. 833-368-3680 is our number, or you can find us online very simply at zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com, and click on that big blue button there that says your complimentary retirement review. We're going to take a break and come back. And one of the big questions that people have right before they get into retirement, they say, should I pay off my house or should I put that money elsewhere? We'll go through it coming up next on Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, find us, zinniawealth.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We're right there for you anytime you want to hear the show, past shows, portions of shows, celebrity interviews. It's all right there for you. You can also find that under the media tab at our website, zinniawealth.com. All right, so looking at the advice column in Market Watch, I love to do this one because they have some really interesting questions sometimes. They got a 64-year-old man who is one year away from retirement. So he can see it, and he's starting to do his planning. And he saved up about $850,000. He'll get about $5,000 a month from Social Security and pensions. So he's done a really good job, and it looks like he's set up for a pretty good retirement. So he's wondering, should I get rid of some of my debt? He owes about $165,000 on his house, and he's wondering if he should pay it off before he retires. Pretty common question, isn't it, Sharice? It is an absolute, probably number two question when people come into our office. Should I pay off my mortgage? Mm -hmm. Because that's the American dream, not having any debt and um, being done with that. So I, number one, 
it's hard to say at this very moment, but I do have to take inventory. So the biggest thing is that $850,000 that's saved, is it saved in a tax deferred bucket, Mm -hmm. a tax free bucket or a taxable bucket? So that's number one. If it's all saved in that tax deferred bucket, we'd call that like the retirement bucket, the 401ks, IRAs, et cetera. That means 100% of it's taxable. I might say probably not the best idea because if he owes $165,000 and he wants to pay that off, his income, let's say their income, he's getting $5,000 a month between Social Security and pensions. That's $60,000 a year. So if you add $60,000 a year plus what he would take out of his retirement account, $165,000, that would be $225,000 that his income is taxable at. Mm-hmm. And if he's he's single, I mean, the taxes are a lot higher. And he's married, then they'll be a little bit lower, but really not that much lower, but a little bit lower. And the question is, if they do that, how big is that tax bill? And are you willing to give those tax dollars Uncle Sam now? I mean, it all depends, you know, what the end game is. If you're you're trying to leave a legacy to your beneficiaries tax-free, maybe this is the way to go. And then they get the house most likely tax-free, and then you work on the rest. If this $850,000, Randy, is in tax-free money and a taxable account and a tax-deferred account, I might say, well, how long have you had this mortgage? Is this a new mortgage? Is it at a 2.5% interest rate? Is it at a, or did you get a long time ago? It's at a 5% or did you just get it this year where it's at 6%? Mm-hmm. And that'll be also part of our decision making because if it's at 2.5%, you basically are getting that mortgage for free. Mm-hmm. And I'd highly not recommend selling any assets when you're paying pittance for this this mortgage, right? Because we're never, I don't know if we're ever going to see a time period like this again. So you took advantage of that opportunity when that took place. Now, if you're adamant and said, Sharice, I don't care what you say and what the math says. I really just want to do it. So how do we do it? I'm going to pray and I'm going to hope that some of this $850,000 is in a taxable account. Um, that just means we potentially, I could come up with a plan to pay this house off over the next two or three or four years, mm-hmm. especially if it's there's 15 years left or 20, or maybe you just got it. So that maybe we can do some tax loss harvesting. I've done this many of times, Randy, and we're spreading out the taxes in some years to pay down that mortgage. You won't have a tax bill at all depending on what happens. Some years, maybe it'll be small. So it just depends. And if you have a Roth IRA and you've had it over five years and you're 59 and a half and older, we might say, let's sprinkle some of that into the plan. So again, there's a lot of directions I can go when it comes to paying off a house. It all depends on what your inventory looks like. And um, you would think it'd be more cookie cutter, but I will tell you, there's a lot of advisors office that say, no, don't pay it off. And there's no thinking behind it. But there's a lot of thinking that goes behind it here at Zinni Wealth. And it doesn't matter if you're sitting with me or one of our other advisors, we're doing the math all the same way. And then we'll show it to you. And we'll show you three different ways you can do it your tax bill this way, this will be spread over five years, if you don't do it, can this $850,000 grow enough to help pay it off in the future as well. And it also depends where that $850,000 is invested. If, if you have 400 thousand of that 850,000 sitting in cash making 3%, you know, we might need to re-strategize with that 300,000. Why why don't we put that $300,000 into something that's guaranteeing 6% and you take those extra dollars and help pay down that mortgage over the next 10 years, right? So again, this could be a very long answer, but there's a lot of strategy here and we want to think through it thoroughly and absolutely do the math because it could be, it could cause you a domino effect in the future because of that $850,000 that you you saved, do you actually need more than what you're collecting? Because he's collecting $5,000 a month on social security and pension. Does he actually pull any dollars out of that $850,000 to live on? So again, it's open-ended. We'd happy to have those conversations with people because we do it all day long, at least give you the best direction. It doesn't mean you have to take it, but we'll at least show you the math. Well, there are things that make psychological sense and there are things that make financial sense and mm-hmm. we have to have a little meeting of which where we're going to go i mean right. if somebody goes in and dips into their savings like that and then we go into as you said perhaps a a three-year recession or we go into a market time where we have no growth for five years which could certainly happen 
that could really put your retirement in jeopardy. So let's talk through it. As Cherise says all the time on the show, let's do the math on your retirement. Let's do the math on a decision like that. Maybe it's something simple like, should I buy the car? Should I lease the car? Should I pay off the mortgage? Should I not pay off the mortgage? Should I have a strategy for that? These are questions that come up when you have a financial planner on your side. You can bounce those kind of questions off of Cherise and we'll do the math. That is one of the more valuable things not only just doing a financial plan or a retirement plan, but have some resources like that that you can ask. Give us a call. Let's put that together, 833-368-3680, or real easy, use our website, zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com, and click on the big blue button there that says schedule your complimentary retirement review. Well, as we went through that conversation, you heard Cherise talk a lot about taxes. Many of the decisions that we make about our money should include some thoughts about how it's going to affect us tax-wise. So here we are at the beginning of April. Let's talk taxes. That's coming up next on Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, you can find us at ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A, Wealth.com. Hey, while you're there, click on the button that says Education on the navigation bar there. There's a drop-down that says Useful Guides. If you click on that, all sorts of things open up that you can download. There's a lot there about taxes, about the SECURE Act, about 401ks and rollovers, and all sorts of different things that might answer some of the questions you have, and all of those are absolutely free. All right, so, Sharice, we are in tax season. We're just a few weeks away, actually, from when we have to send those things in. So if you're, if you're sitting around right now and you haven't done anything about it, I'm guessing that you're probably not going to get a refund this year. You're paying taxes. Mm -hmm. But that might be a question that you have. Some people believe that if I get a refund, I did this right. If I have to pay, I did this wrong. So Sharice, let's let's clear this up a little bit. It's probably not true either way, is it? Right. So it's personal preference. And uh, if you get a refund, basically, you're literally just giving your money to the government ahead of time so they can do whatever they want with it. And that very well might be okay as well. Some people say, uh, you know what? I don't want to pay Uncle Sam any taxes because this is my money and I want to do what I want to do with it right now. And I will just take what I have at the end of the year and pay the tax man mm -hmm. instead of letting them use our, our dollars. And that's very well, just as important. And his personal preference. Some people, Randy J, they like having that refund at the end of the year because they, they have a plan for it. There's some sort of goal. They're going to put it into something else or maybe they're going to spend it depending on your age. Maybe it's your annual cruise every year. Yeah, maybe that's your vacation fund. We're going to get a <laughs> refund every year. I'm going to use it for that. It's almost like a savings plan, I guess. Yeah, so it, it's truly personal preference. But, you know, if you want to not not get as much back at the end of the year. You just need to change your withholdings, right? Mm -hmm. You can do that. And uh, to me, it doesn't matter to me when people come in, they're still working how they do it. Because sometimes it just gives people peace of mind knowing the taxes are coming out. They don't have to worry about it at the end of the year. I like paying taxes at the end of the year because mm -hmm. um, then I get to do what I want to do. But I got a pretty big tax bill. So that works really great for me. Right, <laughs> right? right. I'm never going to get a refund even if I tried. Well, I guess you don't so. want to get yourself to a point where you're paying, you know, seven, eight, ten, twelve thousand $12,000. Then the government looks at you and says, OK, you got to start paying quarterly. And that's a pain. So, yes. you know, you don't want to get to that tipping point either. Yes, because some people don't like to pay quarterly. We do quarterly taxes here, among many other types of strategies. But I will say one out of every 10 of my clients, they do do the quarterly taxes, okay. Randy, believe it or not. Okay. <clears throat> Their incomes are high. Some are still working, some aren't, but they just like to know that they have control of their cash flow and every quarter, then they just divvy out a little bit more to Uncle Sam. Gotcha. All right. So now this is while we're working. This is the tax frame of mind. It comes out of your check every two weeks and you have to pay or you get a refund on April 15th. Okay. Right. So that's, that's taxes for us all. But Cherise, mm -hmm. taxes in retirement, this is different because our income levels affect our tax brackets. Our income levels affect our Social Security. It affects our Medicare. There's a whole different dynamic in retirement, isn't there? 
<laughs> there is. It's amazing because when I first got into this industry, I didn't really realize it. I had to learn it because the, the math wasn't making sense. And I'm just like, why are some of these people that are retiring paying more in taxes? And then you start to learn there's a Social Security provisional income formula and all your Social Security dollars that land in this formula are taxed at your highest marginal tax bracket. And when I learned that years ago, I, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I went really government. And so, yeah, it's, it's a different dynamic in retirement and how your income is going to be taxed and whether it's passive income from real estate or your social security taxes, your pensions, all that goes into configurations. And I will tell you probably five of every 10 people are paying more in taxes in retirement than they were when they were working, which is unbelievable. And it does make sense. I mean, really think about it. You made $100,000 at your job. You contributed $25,000 to your 401k. Therefore, that 100000 you made at your job, really you're only being taxed on 75000 right? Mm-hmm. And then if you're married and you get the joint tax deduction, I'm just doing simple math, 25000 then really your taxable income was really 50000 mm-hmm. right? And then you have insurance coming out and et cetera. It's interesting how that works. So you are typically in a lower tax bracket. But then when you retire, Social Security is likely at 8 out of 10 people going to be taxed. All the money you save for most baby boomers is in a retirement account and every dollar is being taxed. So now you're saying, okay, I'm retired. I want $100,000 in income to live on. And that's a gross number. So maybe you only need $80,000 net. But every dollar is taxable. Wow. It's all it's all taxable. So and you still get that standard deduction. So let's say you need a hundred grand in retirement and you take the standard deduction, let's say the number is twenty five thousand. So then your income's at seventy five thousand. Well, that's different than 50,000, right? That's a whole different tax bracket. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. in the 90s, people, we didn't know what we didn't know back then. Everybody assumed retirees would be in a lower tax bracket. But, and luckily, luckily, let's be very thankful, everybody who's listening and retired, we have been in the lowest tax marginal rate we've seen in history, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So be thankful for that. Because if you go back in history and look at taxes and thresholds, you could be in an 80% tax rate right now, right? Not at 22 or 24 or 12 or whatnot. So just know that that's on the, the tax horizon for those tax marginal rates to go up. I mean, what if you're in a marginal tax bracket right now, Randy, at 12%? And because of the administration and all the debt we're in, all the money that we're printing, all of a sudden they're like, okay. Three years later, now we got to pay all of this back and you guys have to do it. So now your tax bracket isn't 12%. Now you're 24%. But what if you were 34% or 50%? Do you guys know that this actually happened in history? Yeah. And it very well could come back to us, because, but they needed to do that to cover their rears. Mm-hmm. And right now we don't have a plan to cover our rears. So what's going to happen when, when push comes to shove? Screw everybody else. We got to keep yeah. our uh, our Washington, D.C. windows clean and our lawns <laughs> clean. And we need to keep this flag flown in front of the Capitol. They're going to come after all of us, unfortunately. And so the we've money been very is lucky. in our 401ks. That's where all the money is. So, I mean, Sharice, mm-hmm. when you talk about that, that brings me, obviously, to you have all this money in a 401k. They told us to save there. We did. So now we get to retirement and all this money is taxable. So right now the tax rates are low, as you said, but they may go up. So it's like you got to go through a toll booth every time you want to get money out of your 401k. So this brings up the whole idea of systematically taking some of that 401k money, paying the taxes a little bit at a time and getting yourself out of the tax wash, at least somewhat as you get into retirement, because if you can reach in there and grab money that you've already paid taxes on, you're at an advantage, aren't you? Did you just say toll booth? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. How many of you hate going through this toll booth? I hate toll booths. The prices keep going up. And they slow um, you down, yeah. I know, exactly. <laughs> so the idea of moving money from your 401k to a Roth, a lot of people are very scared to do that, Randy, because they know they have to pay the taxes. When you roll over an IRA or 401k to a Roth, you have to pay the tax man. So think of going through this toll booth. But you're only going through this toll booth maybe for 10 years, Mm -hmm. even though you're going to go through this toll booth for 30, but only the first 10 you're going to pay the toll bill. We call that the tax bill, right? Mm -hmm. And so let's say you have a million dollars and you say, Sharice, for the next 10 years, I want to roll $100,000 from my retirement accounts over to a Roth. 
because I want to be in a zero tax bracket in the future. And right now, as things are set, I'm in a 24% tax bracket. And in the future, Sharice, I feel that 24% tax bracket can go to 34 and maybe even 50% taxes. All the while, my IRA, I expect my IRA to double into near. So my million dollars is not a million. It's now 2 million. And it may be 10 years from there, it's 3 million, depending on how the investments go. So it's not just worrying about the tax bill now. It's later when taxes are hitting us harder because obviously the government has a plan and they know your accounts are probably going to grow and it's going to be a double whammy. So how much do we want to pay as we're going through this toll booth is the question you need to ask yourself. And we will do the math for you. We'll say, listen, if, if you are that person that says, I want to be in a zero tax bracket in 10 years, this is how we got to do it. You got to pay the tax man now. And you have to believe that taxes are going to be on the horizon over the next 10 and 20 years, no matter who the president is. We, we still got to take care of debt, right? Yeah. One of the things they talk about, no politician wants to be the one that says, uh, I was the guy who raised taxes or I was the congresswoman that raised taxes. So what they're going to do is they're just going to let these things expire. The Trump tax reform will expire and the taxes will automatically go up and everybody will say, well, I didn't raise taxes. It just expired. Uh-huh. That's another way of saying you just raised taxes. So right. nobody wants that, but that is certainly what we're facing. Knowing that we might be in a higher tax bracket in our retirement years is scary. Having a tax strategy for it is a very good thing. And there are no real retirement plans without a real good tax plan. So give us a call at Zinnia Wealth. We'll put the whole thing together for you. We'll talk about income planning, tax planning. We'll talk about risk, health care, estate planning, social security. We'll get it all under one umbrella for you and put it all together specifically for you. Here's our number. Here's our website, 833-368-3680, 833-368-3680 or online at ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A Wealth.com. Click on the big blue button there that says your complimentary retirement review. We'll take a quick break, come back with more Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zidia Wealth. Happy Easter to one and all. Hope you're getting together with family and having a great time and eating some good food. That's always good around the holidays. So we are here to talk through some of the big concerns that people have when it comes to planning for retirement. We do this every single week here, and we're glad that you're here with us. We also have a podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can look us up, look up Retirement Coffee Talk, and we've got years worth of shows and material and interviews and things there. So on your own spare time, you want to do a little bit more research on what Sharice does and how she does it, it's all right there for you online. All right. So Sharice, uh, you remember the old song, these two things do not go together. Okay. That's not very good singing, but anyway, <laughs> these two things do not go together. I found this story that said only 15% of Americans believe that they will need any kind of long-term care. And the government tells us that 70% of us will need some kind of long-term care. So these two things do not go together, how we feel about it and what the reality of it is. I know this is a discussion that's hard to have, mm -hmm. but it's a discussion that needs to be taking place, Sharice. When you sit down with people, let's get the investments going, let's get the tax going, let's get the, the social security going and the legacy plan going. But what if you get sick? We don't want to put extra pressure on our spouse or our kids and how do you approach this? It's a tough one, isn't it? It is. And it's interesting because it is very normal for people to come in. That 15% of Americans believing they're going to need it sometime, it's because we don't know what we don't know. Maybe we didn't have a family member go through it. And the government is telling us, they've already done the math. This part they're not lying about. Like 70% of the retirees out there will likely need some sort of care duties and either in their home for home health care or assisted living or full-blown nursing home. And there's different costs for all of those, Randy. And I'll tell you, if I go back 
almost 20 years, I was offering John Hancock and Genworth, all those long-term care companies to protect people's wealth in the future for the spouse who's still alive in the house so we didn't have to spend all of our assets down. Fast forward almost 20 years later, a few people have gone into nursing homes. They only stayed in there for three to six months. Nobody's really used it long-term, right? And I think for the long-term what I see is people who get dementia and they're super healthy. You can live a long time being super healthy. So, you know, that's where you would need a nursing home. But if I knew what I know now, 20, almost 20 years ago, I would have done it differently because I would say five of every 10 people we sat with, they actually didn't really need to buy it, a long-term care policy or something like that. They could have saved all those dollars and invested them differently because now we do the math. Now we understand what people need and don't need. And then we find out, you know, can your kids take care of you? Is that part of the plan? And I will say one out of 20 people, they want their children to take care of them. And they've had the conversation, you know, because the kids, you know, they want you there. They know that they are going to probably do a better job than a facility. So that is valuable and it could be part of your plan. Some people are like, Sharice, I don't want my kids putting me in a bath. You know, mm -hmm. that's a little personal. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I understand that. Mm -hmm. Some people, now that we know this, can self-fund their own long-term care plan, right? I will say 50% of the people that we did offer long-term care, John Hancock and Jen were that long ago. If I had the software that I have built out now, I would know based on what we've built out, I could show them the plan saying, well, this is basically in a nutshell where your assets will likely sit here when we're 78 to 85 and, you know, on a very pessimistic viewpoint, right? Nothing's ever guaranteed. I said, with those dollars, if we had the worst 30 years in history, do you think you can pay for your own long-term care and leave a legacy? And eight out of 10 times, people are like, yes. I said, so do we really need to buy long-term care? Because long-term care was only built to pay for some of the coverage. It never was there to pay for it all. So you're still coming out of pocket anyway. So those are things you really have to dig into. And you're not going to know how to dig into them until you come in and see us and we do the math. And all of our advisors are doing the same thing. We're, we're doing the math. Do you or don't you need long-term care? Do we need to waste money on long-term care now? Or is there a plan in place? And if you're somebody that says, you know, Sharice, I, I'm single and or I'm a widower widower and I, I don't have family to take care of me so I really do have to come up with a plan then your plan is going to be totally different than somebody else's plan right so again it's not cookie cutter but we want to make sure that you are protected and there is somebody there to take care of you and you have seen or sat down with elder attorneys that we're working with and or you're going to nursing homes and starting to do the homework on it because I watch my clients go through different phases of life every five years. And I had a recent one, Randy, that came in and said, Sharice, my spouse, his memory isn't as good. And you might notice this when we come into your next appointment. And when they came in, I'm like, yes, the memory is changing a little bit. And I even spoke to the husband about it. And I said, now it's time why you still have your wits about you and you can communicate with all of us to create a plan to protect your spouse who's still going to be alive in the house. And how do we do that? So they're out looking at different nursing homes for that. What a factor we're mm -hmm. looking at costs to bring somebody in the home until, you know, maybe there's a forced situation where somebody has to go in a nursing home. What are the costs? Do we get an irrevocable trust built into the plan? Just sitting with the elder planners that we work with. How do we preserve and how do we make sure you get the care you needed, whether it's in your home or somewhere else? And what are your wishes? What do you want? And so while we're, we're all still very alert and we can make these decisions together, it makes it for such a more peaceful process and planning time period. And uh, I've been doing this for years. And I will say 10 years ago is the first time I really experienced walking the walk with my clients. And I said, I want to experience this experience with you. And it was sad upsetting. And then there was a lot of positivity that came out of it because it seemed so morbid at first, but everything just did work out in the long run, putting and planting these seeds ahead of time. So it is important. And so you do need to come in and see us because we need to show you, do you need a plan or don't you need a plan? And if you don't need a plan, this is why. And then you feel comfortable about it. And then your spouse feels comfortable about it. And again, don't trade the stress of work for the stress of retirement, because if you don't know, I, I would assume you're... It, it's going to be unsettling. And you can say, oh, I probably don't need it. But I'm sure deep down inside, you're probably wondering, gosh, what if mm -hmm. I did? What, what if I did? You know, and it's, so it's so having emotional. this conversation, it is very emotional. So emotional. I mean, I'm going through it right now. And I've talked about my mom who's in memory mm -hmm. care now. And we just got the notification that the bill is going up. So 
it's it varies wildly, Sharice, from state to state how much this costs because, you know, my mom was in Minnesota. And so when it came time to do this, it was like, okay, you want to go by my brother who's in Wisconsin or do you want to come down to me in, in the warmer weather? And she made the decision, I'll go where it's warm. Way to go, mom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so where I am, it was $6,400 a month for memory care, which I thought was very reasonable for what she gets. She gets a really good care. Well, it's going up $400 a month. Well, you add that up, that's almost $5,000 a year that we're going to have to continue on this year now and moving forward. So where my brother is in Wisconsin, it's $12,000 a month yes. for memory care. And that's not unusual. I, we're getting a very, very reasonable price for very good care. But that's what you're up against is anywhere from 6000 to 12000 or maybe even more if there's some real intense care that goes on there. So, Cherie, somebody's got to do the nuts and bolts of this. As, yes, as the children, we have to say, we got to figure this out. How is mom going to get taken care of? So to take a little bit of that off of your kids, to have that conversation and, and you look at your kids and say, you know what, if this happens to me, it's all taken care of. I like that conversation. Right. And there is a phase in our lives that you do need to have those conversations with your kids. And that might be in your mid seventies. I mm -hmm. think it's a prime perfect time. I don't think you need to do it at 50 or 60 or 65, but mid seventies, because then that's, you know, I think we're a little bit past our go-go years. Maybe you're traveling a little less. Maybe some of you are like, yeah, no, Sharice, I'm 80, but there's those anomalies out there. But you know, having those conversations. So the kids know, you know, how do they need to participate? Are they going to be prepped? Are they going to be ready? And the kids who are taking care of you that says, Hey, you know what, I'm going to step in, I'm going to do this. You know, that, that might change your state plan and your legacy plan mm -hmm. and, and say, you know, if I have three kids and one of them has the time to help me is willing to do that, maybe the other two just they're working and maybe there's, there's other things happening. Maybe you give a, a few more assets to mm -hmm. that a child, adult child who is helping you. Yep. And maybe that, that helps them too in return. So again, we're, we're, you have family. If, if you can't count on family, that's an unfortunate thing, but having the conversation, cause they might just say, mom, dad, I don't want to take care of you. I really don't. I don't want to see you like that. And, yeah. and that's very well a possibility. And Lisa being honest with you and then you know how to set things up moving forward. But again, there's so many questions and it is a psychological and emotional thing. Most people don't want to have those conversations, but eventually we do. Give us a call at Zinnia Wealth and we'll have that part of that conversation with you as we're talking through retirement. 833-368-3680 is our number or ZinniaWealth.com is our website. All right, wrapping things up here for today. Whenever you start thinking about retirement, what do you do? You go online and you start looking up stuff about retirement. And one of the things that will pop up will be a retirement calculator. Well, Motley Fool did a little test of retirement calculators and wow, what they found. They put the same information about the person's age, the savings rate, the social security, the retirement date, all of it was exactly the same. One retirement calculator said that this couple would have $19 million at the end of their retirement or around age 90. The other said, you're going to come up $5 million short with exactly <laughs> the same information. I was like, are you kidding me? What yeah. are the algorithms that this one has and this one doesn't? Or how is this working out? Sharice, those retirement calculators, I, I sometimes I say on the show, it's a good start. I don't know if it's a good start. I, <laughs> yeah. I think it might give you too much confidence or it might make you feel like I'm never going to make it. I'm really glad Motley Fool did that because they tested a lot of different calculators. And the fact of the matter, they've got a great rep and, you know, and it is true. I've seen calculators that were way off. Like mm -hmm. they didn't count these things. Even the GPT chat thing isn't perfect. You're going to get some data points, but they're, they're not doing the math for you. And, and all these calculators are based on different things. They're based on different algorithms, maybe different time periods. And so the robo-advisor and these, these online calculators, they don't hit even close to where you need to be. Maybe you get lucky and you find one, but um, I still haven't found one because there's things that they don't implement that they don't understand. You know, if you're just, you know, 40 years old, you're looking at the future, you kind of do some quick math. Yeah, I mean, that's who those retirement calculators are for. But when you're 55 and older, those are not for you. That's when you go in and you work with a retirement planner that builds it together because we have real live interactive calculators, right? And we do the math for you because we're sitting with people just like you 
every day, in and out, five days a week. And we've seen and tested different strategies based on scenarios just like yours. And so we might be more fluent in that language in your personal scenario, because maybe over the last year, we sat with 10 other people just like you and say, hey, this is how this has worked. And this worked really well, we can go this direction. But for you, maybe we got to sprinkle a little of this in based on the nature of your lifestyle, etc. So that is why it's better to work with a retirement planner and very well. And, and if you'd like to go on your own and, and manage your own money and do your own things, I get it. A lot of you are super smart. You want to hold on to the reins. Some of these calculators, you could figure out which ones are bad or good because if it sounds too good to be true, it is. If it sounds really bad, maybe you need to get a second opinion from me anyways because, you know. But, yeah, doing the math and um, the calculators are great. They're just not the fix-all and they're not accurate in our opinion. Well, we need a personalized retirement plan and it's, you know, the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. You can only put so much input into these retirement calculators and you probably need to put a whole lot more. And that takes a person, a live person on the other side of the table. Sharice can be that person for you. Give us a call or go to our website. Let's start that conversation about what your retirement looks like. Are you in for some bumps in the road? Can we help smooth them out? Do you have an income gap? Can we fill that gap? Are you in for a tax problem? Can we help you there? Let's find out. 833-368-3680 is our number. Give us a call and get a date on a calendar. Or you can go to our website and schedule it right there. ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A, Wealth.com. And click on that big blue button that says your complimentary retirement review. Sharice, that's all the time we have for today. I'll give you the last word. Okay. Well, happy Easter to everyone. I hope you have an amazing weekend with your families and We appreciate you incredibly. Thank you so much for the continued listenership, the advice, the knowledge we get and share with other people in our community here. And as usual, live by design and not by default. And we'll see you here next week. This has been Retirement Coffee Talk. To find out more about how the strategies we've discussed on this program can build the retirement you've been wanting, call Zinnia Wealth at 352-368-3680 or visit us online at zinniawealth.com. Sharice Rivers is an investment advisor representative of Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sharice Rivers is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC, is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Sharice Rivers, NPN Insurance License Number 8718011. Time. It moves differently now, quicker than it did when I was younger. So much, in fact, I appreciate it more. Time, it turns out, is something to be respected. Like they say, it waits for no one. There was a time when I wished I could have some of it back. Now, I look at it differently. I can't bargain with time. I can't manipulate it. Just respect and make Make the the most most of it. it. Case in point, I've never once regretted the time I spend with my grandchildren. I can read to my granddaughter's class. Or when I grab my rod and reel and head off to the lake. No more rushed three-day weekends. Now when I do those things, I find it's time well spent. Now we leave on Tuesday. To be honest, I never thought retiring would be a good use of my time. But like I said, I look at it differently now. It kind of changes your perspective. Time is a gift, and so is taking some of my time to find someone who helped me plan. Plan for this time in my life, my My retirement. retirement. You can do what you want, but if it were me... I wouldn't waste one more moment of of time. time. Make the time to plan for your retirement. Find us at ZinniaWealth.com.